0: You're listening to a
1: Roddenberry Podcast. So who remembers last week when I said that uh, next week I'll be back with more of the Star Trek news you need to know? Uh, So I forgot that I was going to be at WonderCon. My apologies for that. So there was obviously not a live stream today and there was obviously uh, no news show thing, whatever, because I was on a panel Uh, So instead, I've got the audio from said panel and hopefully you will enjoy that and then uh, I'll be back next week. Next week. I'll be back with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. We'll figure out if we want to catch up or whatever we want to do. Anyway, so this is the panel that I did with uh, Larry Nemechek, was the host of the panel. And we've got uh, me, John Champion, James Kerwin, and Jessica Lynn Verde, uh, all of us from around the Roddenberry Podcast Network and other places. Um, I hope you enjoy the panel. We're talking about uh, the post and pre and m- mid pandemic era of Star Trek. And uh, it meanders a little bit, but still pretty enjoyable, I think. Uh, anyway, enough of me yammering. I hope you enjoy the panel, and uh, we'll see you next week.
2: All right, everybody. Hey, how is everyone here in April 2024? Disco Okay, just a quick reminder that this panel is going to Star Trek land if you are headed to any other destination today here at WonderCon, because we know you have many choices, so just, just so you know, if you're not going to Star Trek world, then uh, you need to find another place. And if, if you are, you're welcome to stay, of course. Um, yeah, this is going to be kind of interesting. Let me, let's. me My name is Larry Nemechek, and let's introduce the panel here in just a second. Some of you, Dr. Trek, yay, thank you. Uh, I always like to warm up the room a little bit. Let's just see, and for everybody in the room, let's just see where everybody is, aside from a weird post pandemic pandemic April in 2024. Let's see where everybody's coming from with your trek. How many people in the room came to Star Trek with the original series? oh wow let's just say 60s or the rerun generation okay yeah, animated movies the whole, the, whole ball, the Kirk era of whatever okay how many people came to Star Trek with uh, Next Generation Picard the First okay how many people came with DS9 like it was your first wow. yes oh. how many came with Voyager it was your first wow. Yes. Wow. how many came with Enterprise wow <laughs> no surprise uh, what was that next thing oh the Kelvin movies
0: yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Okay. No, how nobody. many?
2: This is a con audience. How many came with Discovery? Wow. Also, Picard. Lower decks. I'm getting there. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, lower decks. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. First no, no, hand, no. I mean, we're, we're, but Han, you came to Star Trek fandom with Lower Decks. Okay, with oh. Prodigy, I will say it. How many of you are not a fan yet, but you heard about this strange new world show? No. <laughs> okay, now real quickly, let's do a reverse curve. Of all of those, what is your favorite? No matter what you came in with. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you're gonna have to wait the longest because we're gonna go in reverse order. Uh, Prodigy is your favorite favorite, and I'm, I will do a D all of the above. Okay, just so you know, Prodigy is your favorite. Uh, Laura Dex is your favorite.
0: It might be now. Mm. It's no, it's yes. Okay, be loud, yes.
2: be proud. It's all good. Uh, no, Picard, can't. the oh. series, is your favorite. Yeah. I, hey, sound off. It's, no, we're all one big happy fleet. Um, okay. Discovery is your favorite. Yes. Nice. Uh nice. Enterprise is your favorite. Wow. <laughs> uh, Voyager. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, nice. It makes sense. Janeway's doesn't army doesn't is, is
2: representing. Okay. Uh, DS Nine is your favorite. Oh, quite a yes, few. Yes, you go. Thank Get you, Netflix. TNG is your favorite. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude. Wow. Okay, the original series, the whole That's bundle. Oh, awesome. uh, uh, nice. And uh, D, all the above, don't let me choose among my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay, very good, just to see. Now, totally aside on the sociology end of things, how many are at your first con since pandemic and everything shut wow. down yeah. this weekend? Oh, awesome. Okay, because we had this, like, blur- blil- blip last fall where in a lot of places. Okay, and now the topper. How many of you are, um, is, this, like, is this your first day at a con? Maybe you're only coming Sunday, and I'm really curious if, if our panel is your first panel after the pandemic. Anybody?
1: Mm, All right. A couple, a couple.
2: Well, come on up, your check is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that, li- I wanna get the panel into this, but I say that we're gonna have some prizes at the end of the hour, so. Oh. Hang in for that, yes. Don't rush off to that panel because I got news for you. I think 99% of the panels are going to have room in the room, so you don't have to get up and get away. So let's go down the line. So yes, thank, thank you all. Uh, Dr. Trek here, uh, The Trek Files with Roddenberry Podcasts, some of you, uh, my Tuesdays live uh, live stream, uh, Portal 47, our Trekland Trek's day tours, and some of you may go back to The Communicator magazine and The Next Gen Companion, and maybe a stellar cartography now, so thank you all that. We also have an esteemed panel. Everybody here has had their hand in podcasting, so, and they're all trekish. So, um, trek-ish. as you can see there <laughs> on the far end, which doesn't match up with this, um, on the near end, I've got Allison Pitt, everybody.
1: <laughs> Hi, hello everybody. Uh, Daily yes. Star Trek news. Yep. And then
2: James Carwin, a lot of you know, had an interesting podcast called In Isolation, in Isolation. with Nicola Bryant yes yes we are
3: wrapped but we did it during the pandemic so go back and watch it
2: it's <laughs> a pandemic and then a guy you may know john champion from mission log which is a whole empire now of its you, own you
0: paid her <laughs>
2: and we and we just heard that the mission log orville podcast tell everybody what
0: happened uh, and an, Okay, well, oh. Seth MacFarlane liked our podcast. It was really cool. <laughs> yes. Um, it was a big deal, you guys.
2: Recommended your podcast. Yes, he tweeted yes. about
0: it out of nowhere. No one paid him. That was really
2: Much. Cool. That, last, <laughs> yeah. that, that last bit of news brought to you by Jessica Lynn Verde,
1: Hello, ladies hey. and gentlemen.
0: And a
4: celebrity in the audience who, who has been a part of Mission Log before, Lieutenant Jay herself, Tracy Coco, wearing <laughs> The the limited edition now banned gosh. by CBS, Lieutenant J shirt.
2: <laughs> <So nice>. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Bring you back the one J? room to do it. I lost my good. See you both. I know you guys. Thank you guys. Okay. Thank you. They'll both be signing just outside in the corridor in a minute. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into this. So I don't know if you guys uh, you may have blinked and missed it, but we just had this two year pandemic. Uh, and also we're in the middle of, although people have varying degrees of opinion, as they should, as long as you know, they don't they don't bring uh, anti-tank missiles to the debate at the bar, uh, a lot five different Star Trek series more on the way. Uh, and really, it's, it is kind of like, I don't know, we, we bandy this term around a golden era for Star Trek, because literally we've got new, new Trek every week for as far as the eye can see coming up. So let's just go down the line. Um, we're coming out of the pandemic. What's, what has been the most surprising thing the last two years about? As, as we entered in and now we're coming out, what's, what's been a surprise? What's been notable about the, this intersection of fandom and Star Trek and the pandemic for you? Just first touch.
1: Uh, for me, it's been watching the events and how they've evolved over the past couple of years. Because one of the things that we do on daily Star Trek news is we do an events roundup. It's all over the country. So if there's small conventions, whatever, we put that in the listing. So before the pandemic hit, the show started in 2019. Every week we were talking about small comic cons in small town all over uh, the United States and the world. And then all of a sudden that stopped. There was a good couple of months where really nothing was going on. And then they started picking up all of the virtual things. So we started seeing GalaxyCon, GalaxyCon Live, and then we started doing virtual TrekCon and all these kind of things. And they've really picked up and found their feet. Now that we're kind of coming out the other side, it's like a hybrid of both. And it's really great to see uh, which one of those are gonna carry on and just really increase accessibility to these events.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that, too, since since people uh, to a certain extent have gotten used to just staying at home and going going to conventions. Are people going to come back out to conventions and take the trouble to travel and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I hope they do, uh, because it's uh, one of the interesting things, you know, that that happened during the pandemic is is I guess the focus became more on the on like you were saying you know on the online dialogue, and it's <clears throat> it's interesting that that you know Star Trek released Picard season one, which there are a lot of uh, mixed opinions of among <laughs> Star Trek fans, and um, all of that was vented kind of online rather than in convention panels and discussions and things like that. So I would say that's really where I think I think things change the most, you know.
2: I'll always remember Picard season one because we had a live premiere in LA, Mm -hmm. and we had, there was a live premiere, and we had a big fan event in LA, Mm -hmm. and people were all crammed in there to watch it like normal. And within that was early March, and within two weeks, it was everybody sitting at home watching it. Right? It just totally turned 180.
3: Yeah, and then you guys, you you know, uh, Mission Long Roddenberry had a a Star Trek: Picard season one episode one screening at uh, at, uh, what's its name? Uh, I can't remember the name that place. Yeah, that place, that good place. Um, And it was just packed and going. Yeah. Yeah. And going there, you know, it was just people, 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 people. And we had no idea. We were just clueless as to what was about to happen two weeks later. The yeah.
2: actor that played Jay bon, uh Jamie McShane, dropped in unannounced. Oh, really? Because he knew somebody in the big group. I didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't, nobody knew. I mean, I, I knew later. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll kind of piggyback on what you guys are saying that... Um, one of the cool things to see during the pandemic, during the worst part of the pandemic, I mean, here we are, thank goodness, we're all able to be in a room together. And I was lucky enough to go to Vegas last year and be with people and, you know, a, a kind of a protected and, you know, an event that had some guidelines on it, which made me feel good. Um, but it's been really nice to see fandom move online and do these events. Virtual TrekCon, like you mentioned, was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, Hollywood Food Coalition did essentially a, an all-day convention back in January as a fundraiser, mm-hmm. but had over 60 guests. Everybody showed up. Like, every single person who said that they would be there was there. And to see the, the positive kind of fandom geared towards something like that was really gratifying. I don't know if you guys know this. The internet can be really ugly. No. There can be some really unpleasant opinions online. and And as a fan, it can kind of drag you down. But I think back to like in 2006 when I first went to the uh, Vegas Star Trek convention. And it was a year after Enterprise got canceled. And I literally, I thought I was the only person who liked Enterprise. Um, (laughs) Because I, I was watching it at home up through its cancellation. And then I would look online, and people are just like, "This is crap." It, canon, blah blah blah. This, is, you know, absolutely going. On. I was like, "Okay, everybody hates this show." Then I show up at the convention, and I'm around fans, and like Scott Bakula had a bigger crowd than Shatner, and people were in costumes, and they they. So there was this positive outpouring that I thought was so cool. The more things that we do online that generate mm-hmm. that positive attitude toward this franchise, I think it is so uplifting. So I, I was really happy to see that kind of thing take root as a counter to all the negativity that you see online as well.
0: I have nothing to say after all three of them. No, I'm kidding. Uh,
4: <laughs> I find that very hard. to. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> uh,
0: what if I didn't talk this entire time? So um, you're saying it exactly right. And, and I'll just put a like you know a bracket term community is so Mm -hmm. important even the most introverted of us as you can tell i'm very introverted um realized that community was important and then how to develop that over the internet seemed really foreign i think you can think about like the first time you did a zoom call it's still as awkward hello um are you okay Uh, wired for
2: sound Mm -hmm. great
0: um I had, was the first time I got to go to the convention was because of you, to go to oh, the Star yeah. Trek Las Vegas convention. And I've been to several since I've been the geek in this world, mm-hmm. and it was the best one I've been to. Nice. Because you do uh-huh. just get this subsect of loud, angry people who aren't being catered to on yeah. the internet. Um, but. When you're face to face with someone, even if you don't agree with them, it's really hard to say you're wrong and get mad at them. (laughs) Um, But like one thing I commend you for particularly is fostering a healthy, honest, kind community. And I think all of us did our best to either start one, have a discord, learn what discord was or find the people that like the shows that we did. Um, and we all get in internet discourses occasionally, sure, but sure. Uh, we're I, better. I did
4: yesterday, and I'm not proud of it. There we go. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I think I think I was a sol- solitude Star Trek enjoyer. I didn't know other people enjoyed it, and I didn't lead with I. I watched it when I was a kid, yeah. and then the more I have gotten into this world, the more people that. I had known this entire time we were huge Star Trek fans, so I've only come to love it more because of the people that are involved in it, and the pandemic didn't stop that, which is cool.
2: There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, we had a real spike in online toxicity, it feels like, with the coming of Discovery. And there had been a lot, you know, people would, what I call old-fashioned bar buddy debates, right, that I was worried that cell phones would do an end with, and no, we still have them. Uh, Just because you've got a tricorder in your hand, you can look up any fact immediately. You just go on to the next thing you're going to argue about. Mm. But we had this surge and it's like it to me, it was more like after a while of reflecting, Star Wars had been through that, that toxic period and then Gamergate had been before that. And we didn't know. Now we know so much about Facebook and algorithms and people abusing, you know, social media. And it's almost like when Star Trek got on the radar scope, and we had two women of color as the leads in the trailer for the first Star Trek in 12 years. Um, It's like that was a trigger. It's almost like the doomsday machines defensive perimeter, right? And when something (laughs) crossed in, then it's the anti protons are getting shot at us. And I just think it was like a testament to Star Trek getting back in the public spotlight that that happened. But overall, you get sucked into online. And it feels like I try to remember that online fandom is not the same as live fandom con- yeah. convention mm-hmm. fandom, which is not the same as just mass fandom out there, all the armchair fans that are out. There. And but every we've... time you go to a con, you can tell.
0: I'm you so can... sorry, Larry.
2: Those people never show up at cons.
0: Well, yeah. I was going to say, That's unfortunately, the, true... the majority of these franchises also do bank on that discourse because it is the best way of... we're engaged. If you're mad at something, you're going to stay on the internet longer. <laughs> And well, I'm gonna argue with that person. So there isn't also a lot of deterrent with that too within the franchises or like YouTube communities to leave those negative comments up because it's still gonna engage you regardless. It's the best advertising for free if people are pissed. And I'm not saying it's a good thing or bad thing. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a thing.
1: Yeah the internet doesn't discriminate between good and bad feedback even on youtube the like button and the dislike button goes like goes down the same funnel <laughs> behind the scenes it's the, it's all engagement sure. yeah it can be yeah. problematic yeah
2: so speaking of engagement we're, we're going to have A Q&A time at the end um we're in a room that doesn't have i always like it when there's like a floor mic but we don't have that so i guess we'll do from our um from seats but uh this pandemic so pop up with a hand if you would to jump in on a, if you feel compelled to jump in. So we're good for that. Uh, but we will have a standard one at the end to, to catch loose ends. So that's kind of coming out of the pandemic. I mean, was anybody really worried? Like I have done Zoom meetings, Portal 47 started in 2015, and that was a tool that we had global fandom interaction, and I was able to start my business that way. And I feel like I had, I took 15 minutes just explaining what it was in the before times. Now the whole world can Zoom, grandmas can Zoom, everybody can Zoom across the, around the world and people have caught up, which is awesome. And that's like almost a silver lining of the pandemic as we go forward that we've got this virtual component and we can produce shows by Zoom too now. So um, so here we are. I feel like maybe because of the pandemic, what's, we got in this toxicness again with Discovery launching and then for a couple of years in the pandemic, it, does anybody feel like Maybe that wave of toxicity evaporated a little bit in the wake of the
4: pandemic? We were talking just before this panel about how, okay, the Strange New Worlds trailer just released today at 11 o'clock. Prior to that, we've had these character-focused teasers, and yet, (laughs) <laughs> the strongest reaction online is this negativity to a show that nobody has seen yet, you know? <laughs> and I, I do get it. Like, that is part of how fandom works. You know, people, uh, people wear these shows, movies, characters, whatever, as part of their identity. And, and you're kind of attacking somebody's, uh, you know, whether you're tapping into their nostalgic feelings or, or something about their values when you look at these shows. I get all of that. At the same time, I mean, uh, it, it, they are just entertainment. They are just TV shows. <laughs> and, you know, uh, right, right. Yeah, we, we've all heard that before. Um, and there's something really disingenuous about sort of building your brand online, about taking down a 90-second trailer for something that nobody will see for another couple of months. You know, uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't have that kind of time. On my hands to be that pissed off about something that I have not seen.
1: Well, so it's still out there. Yeah. Sorry. The thing.
0: No, not at all. I just wanted. I just wanted to be heard. Mm. Um, <laughs> the thing that is problematic. Get a
4: podcast.
0: If, <laughs> listen to the Mission Log: of The Orville. So the thing that is problematic is the loudest people do get what they want. They get the Snyder verse. Mm. They get to have the teeth fixed on Sonic. So if they, they. <laughs> so I'm not saying like if these people just keep on saying, I don't like this, Pike doesn't look yeah. like Pike, <laughs> or whatever, they may get what they want, yeah. and the studios will listen. It's it's not dissimilar from J.J. Abrams totally bungling the rise of The Last Skywalker, or whatever it is. Yeah. It, that's my opinion. We can feel differently. I like the movie, but I still think they bungled it, and they really screwed Kelly Marie Tran. Sure. There's a lot of things that happened because they listened to toxic people because they were afraid they were going to lose money. And... Yeah. No franchise is exempt from worrying about the bottom line. Yeah. But yes, the loudest people and the, get the most engagement, may, they may get Rebecca Romaine kicked off. Who knows? They won't. They like Please her. Please no. Yeah. No, but <laughs> it's just, it, uh, again, it's no, there's no solution I have, but that's the problem. Well, then,
4: let me paint the, the silver lining though around that the,
0: cloud. You're not listening to me. <laughs> well, <here's>, <laughs> which <laughs> is this, that
4: the, the media landscape is so different now, and that's kind of the thing that's in Star Trek's favor. Can't speak for this fourth movie that'll come out. But as far as streaming goes, there, there's a real beauty to the ability to have a low bar of success. So, you know, I was point to uh, Battlestar Galactica and Enterprise that were on the air at the same time mm-hmm. in 2004, all right? And Galactica was this huge runaway success. Oh my God, it's on the cover of magazines. Wow, they really knocked it out of the park. They nailed it. Enterprise was this failure that was doomed from day one off the air any minute. They were doing the same numbers they were doing the exact same actually number.
2: enterprise had about a million more was, and, and enterprise did. at
4: its peak was doing better than galactica but the landscape the expectation of what was on sci-fi versus what was on uh upn yep. slash cw slash whatever Less. totally totally wrestler things. central yeah. yeah now we have this luxury of having star treks that cater to different audiences can really speak to those audiences so discovery for all the belly aching there was about, they're not on CBS, how dare CBS not put it on broadcast. Let me tell you, it would have been dead in three weeks if that had happened, it would have been gone. Well, the other because... thing,
2: and Star Trek uh, Discovery was the tip of the spear for people who, to introduce them to streaming. Yeah. I mean, for two years, even before you got to critiquing discovery, way, way, way back in the ancient days of 2017, and 2018, <laughs> I'd be in panels where we had to get through 15, 20 minutes talking about I am not paying for Star Trek before <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we ever oh, got yes. to the show and yeah. we've come so far. Now everybody goes, oh. Okay, I just got to yeah. pick from my 42 apps here. Sure, but, but there,
4: is, there is a beauty to being able to, no. uh, to create shows that find their audiences, or the audiences find those, and then instead of us having to rely on one Star Trek for five, seven years plus, we get five shows that are all out within a couple of years. That will find their audiences, and yes, people like us on this—we will watch all of them, and we will have favorites and least favorites, and things we complain, complain about. It's because we get paid we to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm true, yes. But <laughs> uh, <kidding>. theoretically, <laughs> wait, <laughs> theoretically. Wait, you're getting paid?
2: Just... No, <laughs> no, not yet. But,
4: but theoretically, you've got an audience then who can just go, "Oh, you know what? I can't wait for that next episode of Picard. The other stuff." Not for me.
3: That's I, okay. I think also, though, part of the kind of, as you were saying, is, is the toxicity over. It's hard and I don't know the answer to this, but it's easy to just say, okay, because discourse on online is so heightened and, and you're not looking the other person in the eye and you're just keyboard wearing and saying whatever you want. <laughs> not that i do that but uh, <laughs> but but uh, you save it the, all for your
2: 2am text to me yeah, that's okay. what exactly. yeah there you go. so but but there it,
3: it, at the same time we do want to leave room for people to be able to say Okay, like this, like Doctor Who is dealing with this right now. My podcast in isolation was with Nicola Bryant, who played Perry in Doctor Who. So we covered Doctor Who more than we covered Star Trek, although we covered both. Doctor Who is dealing with a really interesting issue right now, in that most fans feel that the writing has become somewhat subpar, but that has kind of become intertwined and intermixed with, we have a female Doctor, so there's the toxicity Mm -hmm. over that. Mm -hmm. And it's, how do you separate that? How can you say, okay, look, I have legitimate problems with the writing of Doctor Who... I don't have legitimate problems with there being a female doctor, you know, yeah. or, or I have legitimate problems with Discovery or Strange New Worlds screwing up a, a, a continuity thing sure. that makes absolutely no sense in the overall story without that tr- going into just full on mm-hmm. toxic
2: aggro, yeah. you know? No, that's like, a great point. Yeah. yeah, how do you yeah.
3: differentiate between that online? Can we, how do
2: you get back to good old buddy debates? Right. Versus looking like you're the devil. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. yeah.
1: Can I, can I just point out something about nope. the... No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you just shut down a woman, Larry. Oh. Yeah, well,
4: this is not looking good. Go, Allison, sorry, go, Allison. Go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, in this sort of um, online, hyper-online era, like we've been talking about the generic uh, landscape of online criticisms, but one thing that's actually been a real benefit for Star Trek fans in particular is that I think there's a my perception is there's a much better understanding of how you can control your online environment and actually you as an individual have a much better ability to cope with toxicity and filter it out of your social media and actually keep your spaces much safer for yourself and for your friends so while you know if you're one of us who kind of needs to keep everything unfiltered so we know what's going on that could be a problem but if you are somebody who is affected negatively by the discovery discourse for instance you can filter out hashtag Star Trek Discovery, or you can filter out or block all of those toxic people and you'll never see them. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing that I think, by necessity, has improved a ton over the past two years, the general awareness of how to do that.
2: Well, I think we've had more and more documentaries like Facebook. I mean, just in whether it's politics or sports fandoms or just, I mean, it's only been like, 14 years since I got on Facebook and a year later on Twitter. I mean, we've only been talking about this. I mean, I equate this a lot to the atomic bomb. It goes off and it's like, okay, yay, we won the war with it. Thank God we saved tons of lives. And then immediately everybody goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> now what do we do? And who else is going to get it? And then we find out more and more about radiation. And maybe there's not always the, the wonder energy of the future. And you go through all of the angst of the 50s and the I mean. You know, and that's the way social media was at first. It was like, look, it's everyone I went to high school with, and I can talk to my grandma across the country. And then <laughs> yeah. it takes 10 years to go, oh, somebody's figured out the dark side of how to, you know, algorithms yeah. and yeah. How, how to get to. And all of this, whether it's politics or our fandoms, and I go back to Gamergate, is, you know, falls victim to somebody figuring out how to manipulate this. And now we've got just these trauma magnets that we're just now getting educated about. Now, it's almost like this has overlapped the last comeback of Star Trek. Mm and Star Wars and everything else that we're figuring out. Oh, gosh, the Internet went negative. Social media went negative. Well, it went negative because people were making a buck on it or they were fulfilling ulterior motives. Like you said, people who are getting paid to be their brand. How many websites can you name where anything you see is going to be a negative take on, you know, that's their whole thing. They're just angsty and angry.
4: I I just wanted to thank you for trauma magnets. That is the name of my Susie Sue and the Banshees Mm -hmm. tribute band. So I (laughs) appreciate that very much.
2: Trauma, Sam, I, uh, mm-hmm. Ollie and I on Life Support Live came up with this phrase, trauma pile, like throw that on your trauma yeah. pile. Oh, yeah. Wow, So nice. yeah, trauma magnet is just a subset. I like that. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> one thing I want to offer to everybody is at one point we can be contributing to the negative side of the internet too, because if we just take a step back to empathize, everyone that's yelling really feels like they have a reason to be yelling about that thing, because... They want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to have an identity. And we all can relate to that as humans. And I'm sure there's like someone who tweeted something awful today and is going, Oh, my God, in this room. (laughs) But I would probably be friends with you. It it was you, wasn't it? Yes, I was awful. (laughs) Seth MacFarlane. (laughs) (laughs) So um, so I think what I want to offer is no one's exempt from being a jerk sometimes. And sometimes we do need to learn from our mistakes. And yes, some people are just So socially unaware or sociopathic and they don't Mm -hmm. care about your feelings, but someone is having a bad day and either don't engage with them or move on. And Allison's totally right. Block it. Keep it out of your eyesight. (laughs) But if you're about to go, I hate this thing, you're also contributing to that. Or right, you think your opinion's just as valuable, and it is, but go text John Champion instead about it. <laughs> right? It's so smart. Was saying, I'll text Larry instead. Instead of calling that boyfriend that broke your heart, call your friend and go, you know what? I hated that show. I can't believe he's dating her. So just to think a little bit of, the, when I look at bad behavior, I can understand where it's coming from because I've seen how far I've come with similar behaviors. And we're all human and we all make mistakes. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming to the TED talk. So everything you just said is
2: about is assuming the other thing is is the other person on the other end. It's human, right? And something I've said for years now on Tuesday Live is check the sources before you get all riled up and you want to answer that person back in whatever thread you're in. Go look at their profile and see if they got more than five followers and joined sooner than two months ago. (laughs) Because that's part of the game is getting you to get all exhausted and depressed, fighting over a ghost or Mm -hmm. fighting with a ghost who's not who's not even there. And that's that's a tell. Like go look at their profile and see if they're Facebook. Go see is everything just those horrible angsty meme, badly drawn cartoon things? Is there no picture of their cat or their kid singing at the Christmas concert or something? You know, are they a real person? And then that'll save. 20% Twenty percent of your grief, right there. Yeah. So anyway, so we've got these new shows. Let's talk about them. <laughs> yes. and, and oh yeah. Did,
4: did you have a question yeah. or a comment
2: or? No, oh, I want to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Oh well, uh, when you said there's stuff um, coming coming that that
1: has uh, beyond what we have, were you referring to Strange New Worlds or were you referring to something else?
2: Well, Strange New Worlds on the fr- horizon, but Section Thirty-One and the, the Academy Show and. Yeah, a fourth movie, and, and then they've hinted yeah. at more things to come. So, yeah, okay, two plus, two plus, sure, yeah, because Picard's ending after three years. I sure hope yeah. they come up with a series that takes advantage. They can plug in and take the, ta- the California tax credit, yeah, just so we can keep a Star Trek filmed. Forget whether nice. Star Trek is free or not. God meant for Star Trek to be made in California. Did I just <laughs> say that? <laughs> Damn it!
0: Okay. Vasquez rocks, people. <laughs> That's
2: what's going to get me riled up. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm just, I was thinking we're having them, in, in fact, they're so compressed, they're overlapping. Mm-hmm. They're not even getting the total bang for the buck of letting every new episode of every series have its own week, because the, coming out of the pandemic. So let's just throw out a little, let's talk some, um, the oldest series now that's the, fresh, the, the, the least fresh in our minds is actually Lower Decks.
4: That's old. No discovery mean, just
2: ended a season I'm talking about oh, the one Larry, further was oh, going oh, backwards the yeah the just three as three far three as, as freshness. Okay, you three know we you can...
1: keep you keep forgetting about short tracks Larry which I feel is like really unfair oh, yeah. So tell me uh,
2: the, the arc of short treks. What did you think of it? Here's
1: a, okay, no, no. listen, here's the thing. Everybody keeps forgetting about short treks, and I would like us to get some momentum back because there was a tremendous amount of potential no, I, in short treks, and then they just, everyone kind of like very quietly forgot about it, um, and they never quite did what I wanted, but you know, I'll go and yell about it online. No, I, short treks but is yeah, like lab Sh- short theater. Short is definitely it's a the one, space. Yeah, yeah. but, and, and it's kind of, that's the one that everyone's forgotten about, but and then And now yes. they've
2: got five shows staffed up, and they don't feel like they need to try out directors, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't but oh, it should—it shouldn't go. There was yeah. supposed
1: to be like a musical one and a black and white one, and all this stuff that they talked about when they talked about short tracks, and it kind of never materialized. I want them to go back to that. Yeah. It, should <laughs> <laughs> that? it should go on Quibi. It should
0: go on Quibi.
4: Too, too soon, oh, got too soon.
0: <laughs> were you an early investor <laughs> I, i'm sorry yeah, yeah.
1: wow i literally did not remember quibi that
0: <laughs> i wonder if it didn't get in traction because they thought oh short attention span they yeah. only want to watch things hmm. but we can sit down and watch a whole discovery we can sit down and so I wonder if that's an element. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm.
1: But where else are we gonna get the tr- the trouble with Edward in the trouble serial?
2: Do do we have to go looking for another trouble with Edward? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Well look,
4: I, I, I think Please. short tracks short tracks could have fulfilled <laughs> that thing that Brian Fuller wanted, which is There are no rules about a particular story you're telling a particular cast. You can jump around from time to time. They can be dramatic, they can be funny, they can be whatever format you want, but we're not locking our, our sort of time and emotional investment in Star Trek to a single story. So I do wish that they would come back. And that honestly is kind of the promise of animated Trek as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a total
2: experimental theater for Star Trek. Yeah, Yeah.
4: Prodigy is so good. Lower Decks is so good. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that other animated thing, you know, jump around a bit. They've both shown that they can do drama, even in all the comedy that's in Lower Decks. Certainly those characters have, you know, dramatic hearts and dramatic truths. So I would love to see that expanded out to more animation, can't hurt.
2: My other radical idea is now that it's shifted to the small screen and we've got multiple series that aren't even in the same era and we're over that, you know, and it's cinematic too. Mm-hmm. How about, and, and they're going to make, so the fourth, nobody even, is anybody even paying attention to this movie that now <laughs> that you're all sucked in the TV I'm world? Excited. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: excited. I'm excited. I was <laughs> there
2: it was sad. apparently up in the air whether they would even go back to the Kelvins and apparently they found some focus group to kind of say yeah we'll take some more Kelvin movies because see my I, dark secret is it was, just it was, is, just I it was yeah. a focus group of one yes yeah. but I isn't it is so, so I'm weird? I'm open though. to having an anthology movie series but that'll never happen yeah yeah, but yeah I would love for them to take a two hour and and go experiment like what Brian wanted to do with the TV series okay well if they're going to go that then but that'll never happen. I mean, before
4: Star Trek Beyond came out, they had already greenlit a fourth movie because mm-hmm. internally people loved Star Trek Beyond and, and they felt like, yeah, absolutely, this is the direction for this cast. We'll get another one going right away. And then the box office happened. And I feel like there's just... Look, my,
2: my wish for the next Star and, Trek and films... And the Chinese pulled their money out of the mix. Yep, yep. Yeah.
4: My, my wish for the Star Trek films is that they would sort of do what happened in 1979, which is, okay, there's an audience for Star Trek on the big screen, what we ought to do is cut the budget in half and then build a story that we really care about, then go shoot that. And you can do it for less again, the expectations are lower. I think that's fine, it doesn't have to be the same. Look, that cast is full of movie stars now. It's gonna be a lot harder to get them back. That's how those budgets get inflated. I, I get nervous every time a studio says something like, wow, that last movie was so big, it was such a hit, we're gonna double the budget for the next one and it'll be even bigger and have more explosions than the last one. Like, no, 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 do, do the opposite thing. Start with what's on the page. And I'm encouraged then by the fact, fact
3: that, uh, you know, while Justin Lin was the guy who did Star Trek Beyond, we now have the guy who made WandaVision, WandaVision. directing the yes, fourth one. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Yeah, I think right. it might go in that direction, indeed, because he is much more focused on creative inventiveness than on Fast and the Furious, bang, bang, bang.
1: Good. So and Chris Pine is in, is in favor of that. He's been quoted I'm recently saying he yeah. thinks they should be smaller and serve the fans better, so. Good. good. I good. am very sad that we will not get
0: Quentin's i swear <laughs> to god because like what he woke up in the middle of the night and said let me talk to jj i have an idea and if quentin tarantino got the meeting because like like jj's like okay well let's entertain you
4: have to i mean yeah yeah
0: and said we're gonna make it and now it doesn't happen <laughs> i want to know
2: so badly let's let's take a quick temperature everybody up to date with the idea that tarantino said he wanted to do a track movie and there was a buzz around. okay how many is how many in the room? We're excited about that idea. Oh come on! Okay, how many of the room were terrified of that yes. idea? Yes, so. Well, we'll yeah. oh, okay. They will make their money back <laughs> tenfold. Yeah. No, Chris Pine. That quote, just the last. I don't know if everybody saw that, but he basically said Star Trek should stop trying to chase the Marvel movies just for numbers and scope yeah. and and ego and you know testosterone and make a story that makes sense. And if it's a big story, then make a big story. But just do it for you know, for what makes sense and focus on the fandom and what people like and what, what's, what is Star Trek instead of trying to yeah. blow it up into something just for numbers. That's been a rumor that's been out there for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, let's, no. let's, let's, we've got uh, we haven't barely talked about that. This has gone better than I thought. Uh, <laughs>
0: We're just here to hang let's out a, let's a, let's just comb- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: rather than go show by show by show let's just everybody give a give a sense of what you think about the shows the strange new worlds is coming where we are with fandom in the series and how because one thing that has been fascinating whether it's been pandemic driven or not is how people were maybe afraid of what the two animateds would look like and now we've seen that not only are people like i think the biggest switch was lord x people were terrified of it and have been mm-hmm. totally won over and even how the two animated can have a different niche and a different style and still have fans and people been you know, sweetly surprised and how Picard's got a different vibe than season one. Maybe let's go down and see what, um, we've got 15 left and we've got some business at the end. So what's everybody's everybody's take on this? Is it a golden era of
1: Trek? So I'm having a little bit of deja vu, which is really funny because we were here in 2019 and we did this convention in 2019 and we were, before we had all this. And I remember having the discussion about the fact that I was really looking forward to having so much Star Trek available that you could not like Star Trek, like some of the series. And that was fine because you would Mm. still be a Star Trek fan. And I feel that's exactly where we are. Huh. I'm not a fan of Discovery. I didn't like Picard season one, but I like Picard season two, and I love Lower Decks and Prodigy. And you know what? That's great. I have a weekly podcast that I do. Um, and I know people who are exactly the opposite of that, and we can still come together, and we're all still fans, and we still get Trek content. It's great. That's, that's So yes, golden, what did you call it? Golden- A golden era. Something golden era, sure. Yes, we're there, yeah. yeah.
2: What does what the comics do? Comics goes golden, silver,
1: bronze. Bronze, bronze. yeah. Okay. Maybe
2: that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I hate calling Gene and Bob and Dorothy the Bronze Age. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all in loincloths or something, yeah. but yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I, uh, um, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, Discovery is my favorite of the current ones um while uh, but I also think that it has some real low points I think it's one of those shows that when it hits it fires on all cylinders and when it doesn't it doesn't um, and uh, so it's 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 a very interesting kind of roller coaster um, I, I agree with I agree with you on on Picard season one I, I thought that it was I I um, I like parts of it, but ultimately, I, I I wasn't thrilled with the ending of it. I'm enjoying season two more. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see. where it goes. Um, and uh, yeah, as for Lower Decks, it's it's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> ride, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I get. To I have out seen out of it, people so. say Lower yeah.
2: Decks is their favorite Trek, and yeah. about the time people start to gasp, they say because it addresses everything. And else that's and totally fair. It. That's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. And yeah. it's like Lower Decks wouldn't have existed if we hadn't had ten or twelve years of Facebook memeing. Right. Like <laughs> the sensor right. behind Lord X is like has been set yes. up the last right. That's yes. very true.
4: Um I, I hope that anybody here who uh, does not listen to Mission Log or any of the Roddenberry podcasts, I hope that you do, because we are representing at least five of those shows here <laughs> on this stage. Um so please do podcast.roddenberry.com But I I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying this, when Rod came up with the idea of doing podcasts about Star Trek, one thing that was very important to him is that we have unfiltered shows um, in the respect that topically we could do whatever we want. and, And if we feel strongly like or dislike a show, that's fine. Just make sure that you're talking about the ideas that are inherent in those shows. So we're not a show that just goes on and blasts something for the pleasure of giving a negative review. What we want to do is get to the heart of the story that is being told. So for, uh, for anybody who has said, oh, yeah, but you're a Roddenberry show talking about Discovery or Lower Decks, whatever, you're not going to be critical. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> uh, and and I, I certainly don't mind getting on the air and saying, these are the things that rankle me. These are the things that I cannot connect with mm-hmm. at all. But at the same time, I want to approach every single one of these shows with the open mind that, first and foremost, I am a Star Trek fan. And if I was not that, I would not be spending so much of my time watching these shows and talking about them with an audience, because that is the joy of being a Star Trek fan, is kicking around these ideas. first few seasons of Discovery, there were things that drove me nuts. (laughs) First few episodes of season four drove me nuts. The last handful of episodes uh, of Discovery season four, I think are some of the finest Star Trek that we have had in the last decade or more. I mean, I I thought they they stuck the landing in such a beautiful way that was so much about the heart of what Star Trek is all about. Um, I have very high hopes for strange new worlds. I I agree pretty much with everybody here that first season of Picard was meandering and it left me cold. I think there are ideas at the heart of the current Picard that are a lot of fun, that are are really great. My biggest worry about the entire franchise and everything that's happening in these new series is that the universe is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I don't need every dot to be connected. There was something great about Mm -hmm. TOS where you encounter uh uh, the constellation and you hear the story about matt decker and then you're done that that was a thing he was a guy out there on his own ship and things went horribly wrong and then we're done and we get to move on and then nearly 10 well more than 10 years later we meet his son cool that didn't have to mean everything to that audience my worry now is that The the current idea in building franchises like Marvel, DC, etc., is that every dot has to be connected, every story has to have incredible importance to everybody on screen. I don't need Spock to be in every single Star Trek that is ever created. (laughs) We told his story for 30 years and it was beautiful, and I have emoted passionately about how that is the very heart of Star Trek. Therefore. I don't need it to be reinvented every single time there's a story that comes along. (laughs) Same thing for many of the other characters there. But that is my long-winded way of saying there are many things that I like. Mm -hmm. There are things that I don't like. There are things that give me pause. That give me a bit of worry. And now, Jessica Lindgren. If you liked
0: everything he said, listen to his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best intro (laughs) you gave yourself. Um, I just think... There's not much more to say except for in a hundred years, these shows probably won't matter. Mm. They they won't matter. We'll be long gone unless we're you know uploaded.
1: Speak for yourself. <laughs>
0: I, I don't think I feel comfortable. <laughs> we can Have jar. a whole debate. I don't think my <laughs> actual consciousness will be uploaded. I'm nervous about that. Long story short. It is the golden area because we're alive to hear it and watch it and see it. And you can watch whatever you want. And we want like it's such a it's so important to be here now and enjoy that a show that you might like is available. Um, it, it is exciting. I didn't ever know I would want Lower Decks and I flipping love Lower Decks. It was written for me. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all I'm saying is uh, enjoy it. It's here. It's exciting. It could have just as easily have not happened, but the fact that we are not really connected with the world and can have a career based around it is yeah. pretty exciting.
4: I mean, it, it's interesting, it, it, it is a We're golden age. with it. Well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, it, it is a golden age now, but look, it was a golden age in 91 yeah. when, mm-hmm. you know, you had the captains on the cover of Time Magazine. Yeah. It, it was a golden age in 1979 when after 10 years right. we were like oh my god we got live action track our, back our and parameters are keeps yeah.
2: expanding yeah but i don't we've never had new Trek every week that first time they did a marketing thing a year and a half ago maybe in pandemic, like 27 straight weeks of new Star Trek or whatever <laughs> remember that number right that was hysteric people said oh we've had that many before no there was always they take summer hiatus out you have summer reruns or you yeah. have you know whatever um let's take a break because i want to make sure we do this because and then we'll have some Q&A and see what you guys think and we can have some closing thoughts because we are getting to that point. Um, we want to thank David Daryl's Triple Toys, which is over at Booth 1701.
3: Yeah. So um, we have uh, two... Are you, uh, yeah, ahead, so, so uh, we have... David Daryl's Triple Toys has given us a prize package a box set of four triples in the tos uh uh uniform colors plus a pink one from the animated series <laughs> nice. and yes. we are going to we are going to throw out a trivia question and please everybody be cool about this we're going to try to see who raises their hand first and gets the answer right I
2: analog. got this one? Okay. yeah very very, very analog slow to try to like go watch fish island. Yeah, let's let's look.
3: <laughs> so the question is on the next slide.
2: Okay, the question is on the next. Don't slide. yell it. Yeah.
3: The answer it man?
2: <laughs> Okay. Okay, do they stand up? The question up or, oh, is, which, which series which? regular in Star Trek Picard also appeared in the TV series, Doctor Who, the actor, not the character?
3: Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. wow.
4: <laughs> mm, think it through. Think, think it, it through. through. Ding, ding, and then it raise through. It, oh,
2: yes. Nope. nope. <laughs> funny, that's a funny a guess. Good guess. That's a good guess.
1: Because
2: you would think by now there would have been a whole weekend film festival just showing that one <laughs> Doctor Who episode with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Here.
3: If that's the, I I think we're going to have to give it to her because she, yes, that's the answer. (laughs) It is Orla Brady Brady. who played Laris.
0: Unsurprising
3: that Alex knows that. (laughs) Come on up. Here's a coupon. Take this down to booth
1: 1701. As
0: a fellow podcaster. (laughs) Um, Right
3: on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) This could have been you if you knew that. (laughs) We're like worried that
3: everybody's going to raise their hand at the same time.
0: (laughs) Okay, everybody, everybody sure. Do I don't know.
1: No? There, there we know. are. Okay, hold it up. Here, I'm gonna look really on. <laughs> 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 What's it? Oh
0: I like it. She was the ringer in the audience in case
4: Cool. And the next one is even we had, harder. We had
2: this blurb of conventions in like August and September, and then they went away again. I got used to say, but now I got used to saying, I haven't seen you in ages. So, so many people have been saying that today. Um, right. So, yeah, if you thought that one so, was hard. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Doctor Who, tell us about Orla Brady's other appearance. So, Orla Brady played
3: Tasha in Matt Smith's final episode, The Time of the Doctor and uh what, what she year? was the uh, the head of the church if you recall what trying year? to hook up with him <laughs> one more question. what year which means one more trivia. what year yeah uh 2013.
0: yeah
2: okay uh want to cut it there and let's do I, our final yeah
3: well i guess we're yeah we're out of time okay. let's okay. not do the oh, other okay. question well, one more so uh, we,
4: we yeah four minutes yeah cool we can do one question
3: or one okay. one trivia go ahead you want to do the other uh,
2: trivia we to, because we got to close we also have to
3: un- un- introduce each other yeah. future oh, projects yeah, and stuff yeah, so yeah. maybe we won't all right it's up to you larry it's if you
0: bully you. larry outside they'll give you the ticket <laughs> there you go uh yeah. yeah
2: right this well i was trying to keep it for a Just little bit uh, oh wait okay. there is a question though okay okay oh, here's the question oh, oh, wait. what were the three division uniform colors command science and operations slash engineering in the early 23rd century prior to 2239
0: alex's friend <laughs>
3: These were prior to the Discovery Era uniforms, right before them.
4: Oh! oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, wait, there, there
1: was a guess back then. There was a guess. There was a guess. Was a
3: guess. No, sorry.
2: No. No, no. All right. Well,
1: I don't no,
0: think. I don't, I
2: think it's you so there. This is so not fair to colorblind people. This stumped the audience at the Nichelle Convention. So right. Nichelle, farewell.
1: You just showed it on the you screen. You just showed There's it, there. So I know. Well, nobody was yeah. looking yeah. that way. That's what, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. that was what I was. I'm sorry. That was unintentional. I can only see it from yeah, the side. This time. is going to eat up
2: our form. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to. OK. Yeah. So Yellow, again, blue, gray. I'm going to, James, you know this. I'm, I'm trying, because we need to like. That's no, uh, pretty close. In this order. In this order. <laughs> oh, like, no. Command, not. science, no. operations. What? Say, so say, no.
0: I, I think, she, No. I think, I think she's got it. No.
1: I would give it to
0: her. Yeah. I she think we're just going
1: to give it to you. Let's give it
3: to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Here you and
4: go. This very patient gentleman over here had a, a, a question or a comment, which I do think we should take. <laughs> I was just to suggest
1: to and to me. But... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Ice Queen. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> okay.
2: there yeah 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 uh we kind of that was kind of closing thoughts everybody yeah so we just yeah. so uh i d- uh, can't do this i wanted to yell at the audience and see if anybody had one closing thought but i don't think we can do that well now let me hold on because like, you've, got, oh, you've got, gotten we, in yeah, you had two closing thoughts yes at three I'm yeah a
3: big fan of uh, enterprise
2: also I love the show are any of the cast going to be a future convention almost always connor and yeah. connor and dominic go all the time and john billingsley yep. go all the time yeah
4: can't get them off a damn stage uh joey uh, <laughs> yeah exactly uh, no. yeah. There, wait you had a comment and you had a comment in the very back yeah uh lower desk for among other reasons the fact that it, in the depths of in the depths of you know, the pandemic it was like happy silly crazy with like my happy place that played it over and over and
3: over again. Yep. But,
2: Yes. Sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. yeah. That was my take too.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we, that. I think, yes, her, this lovely lady. Yeah.
1: And that was fine. And now i not let my ego away. <laughs> Picard, yeah. Picard. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I i really enjoyed watching that as it goes the streaming and on the network. Yeah. I, th- I think that's
0: a good thing because we see Disney being afraid to actually acknowledge that there's differences in people and different you know genders yeah. and sexual preferences and star trek is not shying away from that they could continue to push further but you're totally right they by choosing to be on streaming they're doing a good job
2: yeah mm-hmm. okay nice. we got we got to cut it there i know so everybody thank you here's a qr code to get on my list if you want to take a picture but portal 47 is our monthly package that's my business and, and trekland treks if you're looking for a day tour the trek files of course on roddenberry and I, we didn't even have it in here uh tuesday's live if you get a chance to join us at one on Tuesday tuesday's uh john champion you want to say something real fast as your slide
4: is up uh that's
3: it uh at mission log pod etc 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 uh james kerwin uh those are my socials um i'm working on a nonprofit film production right now that's a science fiction production the follow-up to uh my last film yesterday was a lie Ooh, um cool. which you may like And uh, you can sign up for a mailing list by scanning that QR code or going to that website, Uh, no pressure, it's just uh, for more information. So uh, there you go.
1: And Allison. Oh, hi! Person. Daily Star Trek News, DailyStarTrekNews.com. We're on YouTube, the podcast, basically anywhere. Just search for it, and you'll find us. Yeah. <laughs> We're everywhere. There you go. And
0: look at how cute she is. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of different things I do. Um, namely, mission log the Orville and Seth MacFarlane approved, y'all. <laughs> um, thank you, Larry, for this having is, us.
2: This is actually your real estate agent. Part, <laughs> <right? Show. laughs>
1: I want
0: to buy. Like, don't like it. Okay, everybody. Thank you all. We're thank gonna, thank we'll you be out in the hall
2: for a second like usual, but thank, thank you, you all for so finding us. today. You. Thanks
0: for joining us. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit
1: podcast.roddenberry.com.